Hi everyone, uh, you're here with Michael Apalusa, and today I have the distinct pleasure of being with Dr. Mercy Aziki, who is the Director of McCann Medical Student Academic Support at UTRGV School of Medicine. Uh, thanks for being here with us, Dr. Aziki. My pleasure. Great. Um, so first I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you got to the School of Medicine, and then what your responsibility and role is here. Okay. Um, Again, my name is Mercy Azeke, and uh, I came here from Mamant University in New Jersey. And prior to that, I was in Virginia Tech in Virginia. And, um, and um, I wanted to be here, you know, to be part of the new medical school, which was my primary reason for applying to this place. And um, my role here, in the medical school uh, is primarily to provide academic advising and academic support to all medical students. And in that role, uh, my primary responsibility is to provide services uh, like tutoring services, academic skills services, and primarily to be there for students, uh, to be a sounding voice for, for students, to be student advocate, to listen to them, to provide guidance, direction to them. Sometimes I may have to refer them to other services within uh, the Office of Student Affairs or even outside of uh, the School of Medicine. Uh, so I have only been here for six months and it's been a very uh, rewarding experience so far. Uh, basically, that is what I do. Great. I think you're not alone in being one of the people who decided to come here because it was a new school. I think that's why a lot of students and faculty decided to be a part of building this. Mm. Um, so I think students come to you, like you said, for a wide range of things, whether it be um, getting advice or asking you to advocate on their behalf um, for something um, could you give us maybe some, obviously you don't have to mention anyone's name, but if you could give us maybe some examples of what uh, students have reached out to you for and how you, how, you, how you go about supporting them like that. Well, students have reached out to me in terms of their learning styles, in terms of, you know, study skills. Yeah. Uh, I have had students who basically study by themselves, spend a lot of time studying, and yet they come short when it comes to uh, performance on the quizzes, performance on mid-module exams and final exams. And so my, my guidance there becomes, you know, trying to find out what is an appropriate learning style, what is an appropriate studying skills for them and also just to advise them and to provide some resources for them. And again, like I said, you know, to direct them to those appropriate resources. And then to follow up with them afterwards to see if what we have talked about, if some of the study strategies that we have talked about is working for them. And if it is not working for them, we need to revisit the issue again and talk about it and explore some other options. Yeah. The, uh the topic of learning styles is something that is really interesting in medical school because most people, well, all medical students are great students as an undergraduate, and I think a lot of people find after maybe the first exam or the first mid-module exam or the first couple quizzes that the way they studied as an undergraduate isn't, everyone hears this, but the way that you study as an undergraduate might need to change and probably will need to change just because there's 
uh, like an overload of volume of information, and that's that's something that's perfectly normal if anyone experiences. And uh, you can reach out really to anybody who has gone through it, and to the faculty here who who can offer suggestions based on students that they've worked with in the past. So it's not a unique experience to be feeling that way, obviously. Um, and in terms of resources, um, what are some of the things that the well, so I, I know that we have been provided with Kaplan. I believe the next class will be also provided with Kaplan. Um, are those the types of resources you're talking about in terms of? Absolutely. A major resource that I think would be very helpful to students with students don't tap into a whole lot has to do with recommended resources by your module directors. I, um, I'm talking about reference materials that needs to be read. Uh, I don't know how much of those uh, students find time to do, but I think that in the medical school, you're reading more for the content, for the applications, for the principles, for the concepts, more than just studying for quizzes and right. mid-module exams. And that is one of the things that I try to uh, emphasize when I meet with students. Pre-reading is just very essential, and it is just so important that uh, students, you know, um, listen to their module directors and professors and read those materials that they are asked to read instead of just, you know, relying solely on the question banks and preparing more for the steps rather than actually reading for knowledge, reading for content, reading for principles and applications. Yeah, and I think uh, for me at least it took my first clinical experience in medical school where we did a preceptorship and I saw how what physicians learned in their preclinical years actually was relevant and important to their practice of medicine to make me realize that hey I actually need to know this for more than just the next exam. <laughs> um, but there's also a few other resources I think that are going to be new uh, for this year. We had the option to seek uh, external not help per se but like resources to uh to help us in the student in the academic advising center upstairs could you talk a little bit about what what new programs will be rolling out for the class of 2021 and uh what i guess the academic advising center on the third floor how, how that space will be utilized well one of the big resources that will be coming up for this academic year is uh, human re human resource Mm -hmm. uh, we are developing a faculty tutoring program as well as a peer tutor mentoring program. So a faculty tutoring program and a peer peer mentoring program. Peer tutoring awesome. and mentoring program. Okay. And basically what it is is that we have put together a list of about 12 faculty members and indicating their areas of specialties and students will be able to tap into those resources. If you are challenged in biochemistry, there will be a faculty member who whose specialty is that area. So also uh, other areas like anatomy, uh, physiology, all of those specialty areas that will help you to be very successful yeah. as you prepare uh, to be future physicians, as you prepare for the quizzes, the modules, the steps, residency and all of that. Uh, so we do have a lot of human resources. And then we're also going to have peer tutors and peer mentors uh, program 
and uh, unfortunately we couldn't offer it to the inaugural class but we are just very thankful that uh, we have had some of the upper class men from our inaugural class you know accepted to be peer tutors and peer mentors to the incoming new class uh, these are high achieving students they are going to be trained they are going to be well prepared and as a matter of fact, some of them were already assisting in tutoring their own uh, classmates prior to this, prior to developing this program. So we're really looking forward to, to this. Basically, the way that is going to work is that each of the peer tutor and peer mentor is going to be assigned to, to four or five students that they will be working with, providing tutoring and also a kind of mentoring to them. That's good, yeah. Like you said, uh, we didn't have, our class didn't have a formal mentoring process, obviously because there's no upper class, but we did uh, utilize each other a lot. Some of us came from backgrounds where we had worked maybe in a molecular biology lab, so those students were very well-versed in biochemistry and they could potentially help some students who had come with um, language degrees or something, maybe without a strong of a hardcore science background. Um, but it's good to hear that that process will be more formalized now, um, because I think I think it's going to be a really cool resource. It, it is going to be a very cool resource, and I can just I I can only imagine that. Uh, this incoming class is not going to be faced with too many of the challenges that the inaugural class faced. We'll uh, see, knowing yeah. that like um, this program will be very helpful to them. I think so. Yeah. Um, and then, like I, I mentioned it briefly, but the, the academic center on the third floor, um, kind of by the wellness office back there, uh, there's some tables there and there's also a room with a desk there. Is that where the tutoring or um, mentoring program will take place? Absolutely. Uh, for now, the tutoring will take place in that room. There is a bigger room there, uh, EMBL room 1360, 3.160 okay. uh, to be more specific. And in that open area, there are also additional rooms at the back oh, nice. that could be utilized by students on a one-on-one -on -one basis, on a small group basis. Uh, we have whiteboards there and uh, so many other resources that will be available to students. We have the Kaplan materials and we'll be, we'll be looking for additional materials to be made available to students. One of the things that we have also done during this summer is to prepare all kinds of handouts uh, relating to study skills. Hmm. Uh, so there will be handouts on display. Uh, we will even provide some on the blackboard so that when we do meet with students, whether it's myself, faculty advisor, faculty tutor, academic mentors, that students will be able to walk away with the handout, you know, to supplement what they may already have heard. Yeah, that's a good idea. I remember at the beginning of our year, we had someone come in and talk about uh, different strategies, things like um, flowcharts, things like incorporating flashcards into your into your normal study habits, whether that be typing or whether that be hand hand notes. 
Um, some students find that it takes a combination of a couple different things, and that's that's a, that's a good idea, I think, to have that all laid out on, on handouts for students yeah. to have. And then one more thing that I would like to emphasize is the time management. It's time a huge resource yeah. which students don't mm -hmm. always take advantage of. Uh, basically, their time management is actually in their minds and in their heads, but it's, it's, it's always a good practice to have a weekly time management plan so that you are not distracted, you are kind of structured and a little bit focused on what is your priorities for the week and be able to follow through with it. Yeah, definitely. That's that's probably going to be one of the biggest topics we'll cover in uh, one of the other podcast episodes where it's medical students talking amongst themselves about how they managed uh, their time most effectively with all their other responsibilities. And uh, I think that's probably, for everybody, I think the biggest challenge the biggest challenge they, they notice at first, they're like, oh my gosh, there's literally not enough seconds in the day. <laughs> and, and one more resource that I would like to emphasize is the module review sessions that are usually being facilitated by the module, direct, uh, the module directors. I would really like to emphasize that to students because uh, all those students who participated in those review sessions you know, uh, we're very impressed with the extra support that they received from the module co uh, directors. And in addition, it did show up on their performance yeah. in terms of those quizzes and mid-module and final module exams. Will those be uh, weekly or will they be at the end of a module? When will those be? Uh, I am trying to talk with the module directors right now so that yeah. it can be incorporated into the uh, curriculum okay. uh, so that that can happen on a more regular basis and even if that meant once or twice a week uh, for one or two hours uh, we would like to incorporate that into the curriculum. Awesome. Well it sounds like you've been working on a lot of resources for both our class and the incoming class so I'm excited personally to see those uh, roll out and how we can work together to, to implement a lot of those things. So. Uh, thank you very much for being here with us today. Uh, this was fun. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay. Oh, last thing. Well, we can edit, so I'll just move some stuff around. Um, how, how would you prefer that students get in touch with you if they have any questions or if they want to reach out for any reason, really? Uh, first of all, I have an open door policy. Students are welcome to come to my office anytime as long as the door is opened. Uh, they can also reach me by phone. My extension is 1908. They can also email me. Uh, as soon as, uh, just before this semester begins, I will be emailing all of the, all the uh, School of Medicine students, uh, both the inaugural class as well as the incoming class, so that you will all have my contact information. Uh, again, my office is on the third floor of the medical school building and my room number is uh, 3.134 awesome all right well thank you very much for being being here with us today and talking about the services that your office provides thank you welcome mm -hmm.